Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, James Harden is our man today, isn't he? We are once again back doing our Who Do I Draft segment. Uh, We're going right to the top. We're going right after the main guy. Um, This is a guy I'm, I'm probably picking second. I'm picking 80 over this dude, but a lot of people are picking Harden number one. He's ranked uh, number one in Yahoo ADPs. But before we do get to James Harden, Tyler, have you checked out those hashtag basketball.com tools yet? Well, a little inside baseball, Michael. We have had access to those tools for about the last what? two weeks or so. Spoiler, spoiler alert, Tyler. What are you doing? And they are awesome. I have messed around with those tools more than any person in the known world probably should have. That's true. They were just released this week. Uh, there are uh, ways to sync your league to your Yahoo League. Uh, they do not have access to ESPN leagues, but that is ESPN's fault. If you are uh, in an ESPN and you want those advanced tools to work, uh, you got to email ESPN. Ask them to make their data public. Are you are you championing for me to say something about making them there? Because I I have no ties. I have no no friends. Over you don't there. know anybody at ESPN that can help us out here. I I can't say that I do. But no, I would check. We got Mark Roberts projections up there. Uh, you can adjust for points leagues. There's auction rankings. You can make your own projections too. And the coolest thing That's about cool. the coolest thing about those projections is, say for whatever reason you are the biggest. I don't know. Name a player. Chris Paul Stan there is in the world. And Derek some, Rose. Yeah, and for some reason you think, you know, Derek Rose is going to go back to yep. MVP Rose. Oh, you see them preseason games, Tyler? Yo, Derek you, Rose back. You can literally type in any stats that you want for the player and see where he ranks. So the, the, the thing that I think is really cool about that is – Say I'm looking at Joel Embiid, right? And I'm like, okay, so let's say Joel Embiid's going to play 75 games and he's going to take a step forward and score a little bit more and rebound a little bit more and get a couple more steals, get up to one steal a game. Where does that put Joel Embiid in the rankings? So I can leave everybody else's projections where they're at. I can bump up Joel Embiid to where I want and I can click the, the rank button and see where Joel Embiid flies. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Then you could be like, oh wow, he's actually like the fourth best player instead of you know in the in the fifteens. That's that's very impressive. Maybe if I think he's going to have a better year, I really do want to target him for his upside. Yeah, and so there's I, a lot there's a lot to unpack with those tools, and you can mess around with them literally for hours. So I recommend going checking them out and just seeing what you want to do. And they're great for your draft prep, and they're going to help you manage your team in season too. So it's it's just a great thing all around. I uh, agree. I actually put Derek Rose in for 88 minutes per game because he's going to be playing Jimmy Butler's minutes and his own starting point guard minutes. And um, he's actually one of the top 10 players in the league. So a real resurgence for Derek Rose this year. Mike drafting Derek Rose in the first round. Going back to what year was that? 2000? He was only... um, Yeah, he was only a top 10 player for one year. Um, and that was that in, uh, I think it was the MVP year and he was fantastic. And he brought me a lot of joy in my life and I will continue to support Derek Rose, even though he is a backup point guard, but enough about Derek Rose, enough about my love of him. We got to talk about my man, James B 
beard. James B. Harden. B. So for the do you think that's the reason he's going first? Is people prefer the beard over a brow? Absolutely. If you got a if you got a B word, you want a beard, not a brow. The luscious beard beats the luscious brow. Anytime. Yeah, nobody wants a luscious brow. Uh-huh. People want a, a clean, uh, shapely, manicured brow. Oh, so that's the difference, huh? Wow. Luscious, and that's not what that brow is on Anthony Davis. But James Harden's got that big, beautiful, luscious beard. The ladies love it. The dudes love it. The basketball loves it. Everybody, the basket loves it. Everybody loves it. Even the refs love it. They call a lot of fouls. I, I mean, I just want to touch it. I think he keeps like small birds in or something. There's got to be something hidden in that beard. It's too big not to hide something. Yeah, as a as a a beard wearer myself, I'm very jealous of the just the beautifulness of James Harden's beard. And and you know what? I'm not mad that he's our number one uh, player. That we're going to be taking him number one. And to just reiterate what we do here on uh, Who Do I Draft, we take a look at our at the top players in the first round, and we uh, imagine a draft where we get this player at their normal ADP based on Yahoo's ADPs, and we uh, simulate a 12-team head-to-head draft. We'll talk about Rota, we'll talk about auction here and there, but we're mostly focused on uh, a strategy to build around each one of these top players in the first round. Today is James Harden. And uh, we're going to be picking on the other turn. So we did the turn in the last episode. But this is technically the turn. It just happens to be a much uh, the other side of the round turn. So it's about as far as you can get from the other, from the other one. Yeah, and I sometimes like the other turn a little more than this turn. But we'll... We'll get we'll get there. I'm sure. Yeah, if I could if I could choose which uh, turn to have, it's the, it's the number one pick. I'm taking it. If I could choose my pick, take the number one pick. Hell, take the number two pick. Whatever. Those yeah. are those are my those are my choices. And then I'm going like eight nine because for some reason Steph Curry keeps falling. <laughs> and then I still like getting one of those leak guys. I'm not a huge fan of the turn this year as much as you are, Tyler. But uh, so getting James my- Harden number one is nice. I would say my one of my absolute favorite spots this year is, and this is definitely not the case of the case for me, is kind of in the middle of that round, like six, seven, because I think that solidifies me getting Curry or Durant or Towns. Oh yeah, no matter what, right? I'm going to get one of those guys, and then I can come back and get a, a little bit higher pick in that second round. You're still going to get one of those good second tier guys, right? So that's that's probably one of my absolute favorite picks um, this year, which I won't think I'd say that very often, but. Um, yeah that's usually the worst picks those are actually uh, looking pretty good as well um i'm with you there i actually would say um that 10 11 12 spots my least favorite place to pick this year but you're not going to be getting any of those second tier players tyler because with james harden you're going to be picking at 24 and 25 in the second round and so we're talking a, a lot of players off the board uh, I'm gonna. Your boy Jimmy Butler is not available. You can't go with slow and steady Jimmy Butler, who's being overlooked over and over again. You can't. You can't go with Jimmy Butler in, in this this go around. Drew Holiday is not available. Chris Paul is not available. Embiid and Simmons are all gone. Someone went with Kimba Walker. Probably someone picked Donovan Mitchell at this point. He could still be around. Um, I'm seeing that go uh, kind of both ways. Um, I think that Donovan Mitchell even at 24 is. A, a bit too high. You might have a chance at Devin Booker, 
Kyle Lowry, Rudy Gobert's out there. Clay Thompson, Chris, our boy Chris Middleton, who we always love. Draymond, Kevin Love, um, LaMarcus, and then you get started, get into that next tier of centers. So, you know, we, there's still one elite center out there on the board. You could consider Draymond kind of like a weird hybrid center. Uh, James Harden really sets you up, just like any of the elite guys. They really set you up to go in any direction. So what direction do you do, do you think we should go here at 24-25? So assuming that the the picks hold, yeah. um, I think that – so for me personally, there's really one mistake pick in there, and that's Bradley Beal at like the 23rd player off the board right now, 22nd player off the board. A little too high. Right? So assuming that the Yahoo numbers hold, right, I have my four guys I'm looking at pretty hard right here. Okay? Devin Booker. Yeah. Rudy Gobert. Big fan. Chris Milton and Draymond Green. Okay. Yeah, those are, those are all really, really good picks. And I just want to throw out there, your next picks – are 48 and 49. So there is a really, really good chance you're going to miss that center run of Clint Capella, LaMarcus Aldridge, Marcus Soule, Al Horford. They're probably all going to be, even Miles Turner's probably going to be gone. And it's probably a little, at 48, 49, a little too early to go get your Enos Cantors, your uh, Jonas Valachunas. So this might be your only chance to get a center here, uh, whether you're looking at someone like Love or you're looking at someone like Rudy Gobert. So, um, I, I think you got to get Draymond Green or Gobert here. I think that there's definitely one of those two players you, you got to pick. I am 100% with you there. Um, so you got to make kind of a decision where you're going to go, right? We talk about Draymond being the lowest point scorer in the first three rounds. That, that's the case for him. That's true. Um, Rudy Gobert, not far behind. Right? And then Gobert is not a – I mean, but two points a game is two points a game. And it's it's probably two full points a game at least. Um, I'm gonna go go bear. I think I just feel real good about elite rebounds and elite blocks. So okay. you're already good at assists. You could double down on assists with the Draymond Green, but there are guards later in the draft. We've seen this over and over again. There are guards hanging around later in the draft that you can get to make your assists look all right. And you know you already got James Harden, so your assists are already at an elite level. So I, I like that pick of of Gobert. His uh, free throw isn't great, but it isn't going to murder you. And you're already sitting on James Harden, who's one of the best free throw shooters by volume in the the game. And you're now going to get an elite rebounder and block. So I, I really, really like what you've done there with Rudy Gobert. And then, so here's where, where I'm going to take this. I am going to double down with Devin Booker in this pick. And I'm going to go for points. I love it. I feel like if I got two massive scores, right? You got to figure Booker's going to get like twenty-five a game. You know, you got Harden at the absolute elite top end, maybe the top scorer in the league, maybe second, maybe third. Um, it gives me two really elite scores. I feel real good about my rebounds. I feel pretty darn good about my assists, especially because I know that point guards are going to be coming up and I, that I'm going to have a shot to grab. And so I think it's just kind of. Makes my team pretty strong. Um, I'm a little bit behind in the steals and blocks categories. That's something I'm probably going to have to work on, and, and I know I'm going to grab some point guards who are good steal guys here coming up. You're not too far behind in the blocks category with uh, with Rudy Gobert, but you're definitely going to have to make that a little bit more solid. Rudy Gobert being an elite guy. Your rebounds are solid. Your assists are pretty good. 
your points are very, I'd say, very good. But that that hit with Rudy Gobert does take you down a bit. Your three pointers are great. It, your free throws thing, and your your percentages are not so much. So well, you're kind of still a little bit in no man's land here and there. But you got some categories that you are already very good at that you can work on in the next few rounds. And here's the thing I'll say about the points. Well, I'll, I'll double on this. Um, how many points is Harden going to score this year? 28, 29, okay. somewhere in that range. And Devin Booker's going to give me 28, 29, somewhere in that range. I, I don't think quite that many, but even if we say 20. I love Devin Booker. I think he's going to be great. Okay, so but, yeah, I mean, let's, go, and, let's go a little conservative, 20, 23. Okay, so, so 23 and 28. That gives me 11 points extra, and I can still say I have two 20-point-a-game scores. I add that 11 to Rudy Gobert's 13-and-a-half, and I have now a 24-point-a-game score. So I have three 22-point-a-game scores. Yeah. I still that, feel like I'm pretty damn elite in that category. Yeah, you're you <laughs> definitely right up there in points. And that's why getting someone like Booker here instead of someone like Kyle Lowry – is only going to score you 17 points or Marcus soul um, makes a huge, huge difference in this build that allows you to keep your, your, your points up there while making sure you are competing in rebounds, you're competing in blocks. And we keep saying this over and over. And who do I draft? We're not terribly interested in hard punting. We want our punt strategy to come to us as the draft uh, evolves, because if you really sell yourself into a draft strategy before the draft, you're handcuffed to that. And if something doesn't go your way, you're kind of screwed. And in this case, Gobert and Booker fell um, in, in that range to get with Harden. And now you're looking at a team that's really, really solid uh, in six categories and, and an elite in a couple. Right. And, and so I feel like there's a lot of different ways now we can take you know, our next two picks on that next turn. Definitely. So we are going to move all the way down to 48-49. Another group, tons of guys coming off the board. Um, just everybody falling like flies out there. It's a bloodbath. But Gordon Hayward, once again, he makes it. He, he barely, barely makes it to 48-49. and 49. Um, Looks like maybe even uh, Mike Connolly got overlooked. Lowry Markkinen, Bobby Covington. Uh, Vujovic, and then you start going down that list of the our old faithfuls that we, we always love in this uh, area. Uh, Terry and Prince, Josh Richardson, Jeff Teague, Ricky Rubio. You could go in a guard direction. You can go in a wing direction. Um, there's even a few uh, per usual, or per, not per usual, there's actually, you know, Vujovic is left, so there's a big out there. Paul Millsap is still out there as well. So you could actually even grab a center here. You can go Wherever you want, Tyler. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you let you go there. You're already sitting good in threes and points. So let's let's see where we want to go. I I like here to kind of solidify up my wings, and and my man that I like to pick, Gary Harris, got picked just before we picked. Yeah. But I'm still seeing a pretty sexy name in Gordon Hayward sitting right there, and Gordon Hayward is joining the list of guys getting overlooked. Too. For, yeah, who's for some reason keep falling down the, uh, I get the, it. Into, the into the fifties and the sixties, and uh, it's a little low. 
So, I mean, he played 30 seconds last year. I mean, not quite that low, but you you know what I mean. Um, he didn't play a lot, and so people are, are kind of forgetting about Gordon. And They're a little worried about how his recovery is doing, um, and they're, for some reason, worried about all the mouths defeat on uh, the Boston Celtics. doesn't seem to really be a problem in Golden State, so I'm not sure why that would be a problem in Boston, especially with an elite coach. So I think I am going to get Mr. Gordon Hayward. Going to really bump the points. Great grab. Okay, going to give me some rebounds and assists that I think I need. Gets you a steal a game, which isn't great, right? But he's going to get me some more threes. I feel like I'm I'm trending real well in that category. Um, And then, you know, some more good free throw percentage. And I feel like that category is working its way, even though I have Gobert into a – above the middle of the pack. Yeah, I'd say so. Your your rebounds are definitely above average. You're probably a lead in points in three-pointers at this point. Uh, you've helped your free throws get bumped back up. Uh, field goal is actually probably, you know, oh, is it the worst, but it probably is in that low, lower half, but it's not a punt. It's not a hard punt at all. Uh, I'd say where uh, you might be starting to slip here is uh, you, your blocks, your assists, and, um, and and your steals aren't the the best either. But you might just be saying, you know, I'm I'm not interested in those steals. Well, I got another pick here. And That's true. No, you know I, what I, I'm going to say. I I do know what you're going to say. The the legend, Larry Markkinen, just bombing threes. All over the court, one of the greatest, um, almost just just as good, almost as good behind the the perimeter as as Carl Anthony Towns. He's gonna look um, good in his uh, warm up with his elbow in a brace. He he might, uh, don't let don't let Larry Markin slip too far. He's only gonna be out a couple months. Um, so in this pick, but I'm um, I'm looking at point guards. We all know I'm looking at point guards. Uh, here. You always look at point guards here. Um. I, I think I need the assists and I need some steals. So I, I kind of whittled it down to those two categories. And so who's going to get me more assists and steals combined between Jeff Teague and Ricky Rubio. And maybe even we can look at Chris Dunn. Um, His name is Ricky Rubio. Now Chris Dunn will probably be available at your 72, 73 mark, according to these Yahoo ranks. Maybe not if you're in playing in a little bit of a uh, a leader league, a smarter league. He might not be available at 72, 73. Um, you, you could also, there's that next crop of centers. Your uh, Brooke Lopez is way down there at the bottom. Uh, your Nurkic's, the, they would be uh, available if you wanted to go find some bigger stats. Um uh, you know, I think you could go in a lot of different directions at this point, but I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you take it. And and I mean, we can we talk about another guy here. We like to get this is Miritich, right? You can look at him or yeah, big fan of Miritich. Or, or Terry Joe, Prince here as well. Or Joe Ingles or Robert Covington, right? There's a lot of sexy names in this. Ooh, Joe Ingles is an interesting name in this area. Um, yeah, so I think I'm gonna take Rubio. I just feel like his assists uh, always and, always and with the Ricky Rubio. Well, the assistant steals are what I need, right? And I'm not that great in blocks, even though I have one of the absolute elite guys in Rudy Gobert. But I feel really good about my points now. I feel really good about my rebounds. I feel really good about my assists. I feel good about my steals. I feel good about my threes. 
Yeah, you should feel pretty good about all that. I would probably even I'd probably look a little more towards a big here or a wing, knowing I can snag that I assume that I know I can snag Chris Dunn with the seventy two seventy three. Yep. So maybe you don't. Maybe maybe he you, you blow it and then you're screwed. That's a risk I'm willing to take, but it's not a risk that uh, Tyler's willing to take. Well, and I don't know. Like Yahoo ADP is telling me that, but it's kind of the same way with the Luka Doncic thing. At least that's the way I'm looking at it. It's like, okay, they're saying Luka Doncic is available at 86, but is he? No. You know what I mean? And He is when you're uh, doing a mock draft with half the robots and the other half of the people who have no idea what they're talking about. But uh, he's usually gone by that 60 and, spot. I mean, we, we haven't been talking about this a ton, but – you know, in this Jeff Teague, Ricky Rubio, Nikola Miritich range, like I'm also looking at Luka Doncic, and I'm not afraid to pick Luka Doncic here. Yeah, we seem to have kind of a pattern here in the in this fifth, uh, fifth, sixth round area is that we're just looking at those kind of those guards that are undervalued. A lot of the guys who are undervalued here, your Robert Covingtons, your Nico Miritich's, Ricky Rubio's. This is the time to get value, I feel. And uh, that's where you're going to win your league. When you're getting those guys who you can draft at 58, 55, but they're really they're a top 50 player. You know, you're getting a little bit of more value you get out of those draft picks than people usually do. And I'll say this too. I feel really good about going for Rubio and then in the next round, if Dunn's available, still taking him. Oh. I, I just feel like getting greedy. Well, no, but here's the thing, right? Like, after the Chris Dunn, tell me a point guard, assuming Luka Doncic has already picked two, that you really won, that you feel good about uh, producing none, fantasy zero. goodness. So that's what I mean. I, I guess so, Tyreek Evans might be the only guy I would even kind of half consider, but oof. oof. So, so my point being is I don't want to – like, I want a couple point guards. I think the way to – to, to compete and assist is have two or three point guards that are pretty That's good. True. And so, you know, I'm, I'm going to pick one of those guys here and I'm probably going to pick another one in my next turn too, because I want to be good in that category. And sure. I have James Harden, who's an elite assist guy, but I want to make sure I'm, I'm really rock solid in that range. And you know, we can talk about Devin Booker. Maybe Devin Booker is a point guard ish player. Like he probably maybe gets you five assists this year. Yeah. He's, um, he's on the up, which is like, you know, you're going to take Rubio at 49. I might lean more towards an, an Ingles or even a Nico here. And then um, I think we're both going to look at Dunn at 72, 73. Look at Dunn um, as one of those picks. Um, I'd probably even look at maybe even a, a Steven Adams around here. I'm probably either going to go for he's a big available. Man, right? Or I'm yeah. going to go for um, – I kind of across the board contributor again. If some of these big men all got snatched up, I might go for like a Nick Batum type, or I mean, there's a lot of guys in that range. Maybe Miritich it, fell a little bit for whatever reason. Probably be pretty. We should probably be pretty solid in our points still at this point. So I don't think going after Jabari or Harrison Barnes is needed. But if if you feel like you need to bump those up because you're competing against somebody else. Um, hell, even Kyle Harrison looks semi-interesting at 72-73. And uh, here's the thing, you know, Kyle Harrison didn't score a ton last year, 
but I think he's going to play more. I think he's going to play like maybe as much as five more minutes this year. And I think he could score you like 12 points a game, which yeah. isn't a ton, but we talk about the difference between like nine and 12. That's a big, it's a big increase for Kyle Anderson. Um, Kyle Anderson also has the opportunity to be a one and a half steal and a, a full block a game guy, which is pretty damn enticing. And yeah, that, that is where he's getting picked. <laughs> huge and he's getting picked 90th and i feel like almost a majority of the drafts i've been in 90 is he is going way later than 90 so um, yeah and i said this to somebody um when, when i was saying about you know he's going out to the top 100 and i think he's his top 75 player just on those steals and blocks almost alone right like he doesn't even if he scores nine points a game again he's gonna get you some assists he's gonna get you some rebounds and he's gonna be elite in those um, steals and blocks, which is something you need. Yeah, in the expert drafts I've been in, though, like seventy-five. That's that's pretty like that's exactly where he's he's going. Like seventy-five, eighty spot. Uh, so people are definitely on Kyle Anderson who are in the know. Uh, could possibly be one of the sleepers that we talk about in our sleeper list that we will be publishing on Patreon.com/slash Watching the Boxes early access exclusive to subscribers only. So if you want to check that out. Go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes, subscribe. And if you want to get a last second listener league, if you're interested in those leagues, get out there, subscribe now. Uh, we did Harden for our Who Do I Draft. We took Harden number one overall. We ended up getting Gobert and Booker on the turn at 24-25, uh, solidifying our points really well and uh, getting us a center where we could actually compete in blocks. On the 48-49 turn, uh, we ended up taking Gordon Hayward to get a wing to get kind of those across-the-board type numbers, plus a good amount of points here too. So we're really, really thriving in the points at that point. And then um, Tyler went Ricky Rubio to get those steals and assist numbers back up. Also, some pretty decent threes. I probably would have went... A little bit different, maybe a Nico Miritich, maybe a Lowry Markin. It might be a little too early for him, uh, old Lowry Markin and at 49 with the injury, so probably not Lowry there. Uh, I might have even looked at uh, old Jinglin' Joe Ingles, so a lot of options there at 49. And then at 72 and 73, we're very, uh, we felt very confident going with Dunn, getting those steals and assists, just boosting up way up so you're competing in those. And then going uh, Stephen Adams to get those rebounds back up. And uh, a little bit of block number is a good uh, back, get your field goal percentage back up to a competable instead of all out punting. Once again, another we ignored our percentages. We dominating in threes in our points. Our assists are really really good with this build. Our steals are very very good with this build. So we're going to be dominating in 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 four categories, competing in two or three even with this build. And, uh, you know, ignoring our uh, uh, percentages, ignoring our turnovers, because, you know, those are good. Those are easy ones to ignore. Well, and here's what I'll say about head-to-head leagues too, right? There's some week-to-week variants, right? Guys have shooting slumps. They have shooting hot streaks. And so if you're counting on winning your percentages every single week, right, is that something you, you I got to win this you know, field goal percentage, but then you've got Rudy Gobert and for whatever reason he has, you know, three games that week where he shoots 40%. Are you going to win that category? Like probably not. And that happens during the season, right? They just have like a three game outlier. And then sure. He has three games in two weeks where he shoots 70%, but 
Yeah, if I mean, let's let us not forget the uh, Andre Drummond free throw saga of the beginning of last year. Kind of just came to me as I was uh, as we're approaching the beginning of the year. But um, a lot of people who punted free throws were probably incredibly confused why they were winning free throws uh, with Andre Drummond, you know, shooting at like eighty some percent. But some of those guys who went with the hard punt strategy, where all of their guys were terrible at free throws, they just still did not win that free throw category. So that is the danger of, of that hard punt, especially with super, uh, the higher variance stats like the percentages or blocks and steals. Yeah, so um, for me in a head-to-head league, like, it's always hard to say one category I really want to be good in is any percentage because I think just week to week, percentages vary a lot. Um Let's say you can't do it, and it, it, it's a strategy that works. But especially when you talk about playoff leagues, you know, um, if I'm counting on winning field goals or free throw, and for whatever reason James Harden has a week where he just misses a lot of his free throws in the playoffs and I get eliminated by that, I'm going to feel not so good about myself. I agree. That is it for Who Do I Draft. Guys, listeners, we really appreciate you guys listening. If you got feedback for the show, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, if there's something you want to hear in your draft prep, you want to hear more dynasty, you want to hear more keeper stuff, you got questions, send them in. We'll talk about that. We're always looking for feedback and uh, for the show and topics to talk about, uh, including during the season. So don't do not hesitate to reach out to us on Twitter. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P Watts. That's W A T T S. And I think that is it. We'll be back with more. Who do I draft next time? Thanks, everyone.